All right. Ha ha ha. How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you well? Are you well, mate? No, Hank. I'm not doing Maroon 5. I'm not singing Maroon 5 anymore. But look, how are you doing? Are you good? I'm in love with you. Ha ha ha. Did you know that I'm in love with you? Um, listen, if you take anything away from this, um, what are we in February? Just know that it's that I love you. <laughs> Just know it's that I love you. Oh, I tell you, if you were to tell me, uh, as an 11 year old little pudding boy <laughs> that I was, little pudding boy face man, uh, that I would have you personally listening to my pod, I, my head would swell to the size of a big old Phileas Fogg balloon. You know, around the world in 40 bloody, you know, uh, days. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Around the world in that, uh, with my head, you know, it would swell. So, do you know what? <laughs> do you know what, actually? I think I've talked about this in the, on the pod before. The worst rumor that I ever heard anyone tell. And that's not, I don't say that as in, like, it was the most disparaging, the most despicable, the most horrendous thing that ever been said about someone else. Uh, just the stupidest rumor that someone tried to get stick. Um, there was a thing going around for a while. My mates, a lot of my mates went to Mount Temple in Marino, right? Uh, same school Bono went to. In fact, their, their class was actually called U2, <laughs> in the edge. Um, and uh, apparently the janitor had been around. The janitor actually at Mount Temple had been around the whole time. He knew Bono was a kid. And they used to be like, what was Bono like? What was Bono like? And he said he was the biggest Egypt to ever wear two shoes, is what the janitor used to say. Little Sam. The biggest Egypt who used to ever wear two shoes. <laughs> Uh, and then we were like, ha, 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 it's brilliant hearing that. Um, anyway, there was a thing, there was an epidemic going around Mount Temple for a while. At least this is the way the story goes. I wasn't, I didn't get to go there. Um, I couldn't get to go with a sweet mixed boys and girls school. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. Those Kalini, man. I mean, I probably would have hated it. I got away with a lot wearing the same uniform every single day, but there in Mount Temple, they didn't have to wear a uniform. There was girls there. Oh my God. And, um, and boys and all that sort of carry on. Maybe it would have been. Maybe I would have actually, you know, I don't know, committed to my, whatever, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I need to stop telling myself I'm gay. Um, listen, <laughs> anyway, so uh, there was an epidemic going around Mount Temple where everyone kept starting rumors about each other. But it was always to do with one thing, that they had spotted that person giving someone a rumor, right? That they had walked in at a party on so-and-so, so-and-so, giving so-and-so, so-and-so a rimmer. And I'm so sorry I'm always talking about rimmers. I'm so sorry I don't bring them up all the time. But this was the rumor going around. This was, you know, back in the day when a rimmer was a kind of, uh, you know, a mark of shame. Nowadays, people wear their rimmers on their lapel, like a big Fania brown, <laughs> like a big brown ring they wear on their lapel to show that they give rimmers. Um, but back then, it was a thing you didn't want, you know, no one did, was doing it, I, whatever. So, um... A mate of mine, let's just call him Brian, right? He he heard someone was going to start a rumor, rumor about him, right? A rumor, rumor, rumor ap- epidemic. And he went to this guy. Let's call him Paul. Brian goes, Paul, bro, I hear you're about to start a rumor, rumor about me. Let me tell you this, bro. If you start a rumor, rumor about me, I will give you the worst rumor. You will never come back from the fucking hail fire that I will bring down upon you. In terms of rumor, if you start a rumor that I gave someone a rumor. Now, um, that's what Brian said. Paul goes, yeah, whatever. Starts the rumor anyway. Brian is livid. And he says, right, here, here, wait, here comes the fucking danger, right? <laughs> and well, this is the rumor. And I've talked about this on the pod before because I think it's the dumbest and cutest, stupidest rumor I've ever heard that someone tried to actually attach to someone, right? He started telling people 
uh, that he said, hey, I heard a rumor about Paul. Yeah, and I'm like, what was it? Well, apparently when Paul was in so-and-so, so-and-so's gaff, he walked in on two people giving each other rumors. <laughs> Not even that he was getting a rumor. He walked in on people getting a rumor. Yeah, he walked in on this couple giving each, giving each other rumors, which I don't know how you do it unless you <laughs> roll into a ball. Yeah, anyway, he walked in on these, these two people giving each other rumors, and apparently he got so excited by the sight of it all that his eyes got so hot and big. His eyeballs got so hot and big because he was so happy that they had to call the HB ice cream van <laughs> to cool them down with a couple of icebergers. <laughs> they had to get HB, the ice cream company, on the emergency dial. They have the, that, you think they actually have an emergency number. It's only three digits. And to, in case anyone walks in on someone getting a rumor, to cool down their eyes, because that is a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> And uh, and it was the stupidest thing, and of course it didn't stick. But that's, I get that happy when I realize that you are the person who is listening to this pod. So thank you very much. What else is new with me? Oh my God, let me tell you what happened last night. Oh my God. I've been, I've been sick upon, I was sickened upon. My young fella got sick, human sick, on me. He's been having a sleep regression, so we're having to go into him and a few, a couple of times now a night, right? It was going fine for a while. I just keep remembering those are the good times. It's been a bit of a regression. It'll get back to normal. But right now, oh, my God. But anyway, uh, we're having to go in a couple of times. So I was in bed with him, and he was acting a bit, a bit restless, and he was rolling over. And then he started getting sick. And I was like, oh, the poor thing, right? And I don't know why this was my first instinct, but this is what I did. He started getting sick. And what I did was I held him up over my head, well, above my chest, and I directed all of his sick upon me. <laughs> I put, I held him up. This is like, oh, well, I know exactly what I need to do here. I need to pour all of this sick on me. Um, and my instinct was just to lift him up. I went full, <laughs> or rather, he went full flash dance on me, you know? <laughs> it was a, he's a maniac pulled the thing, full sick, all over me. And it was rank as fuck, of course. But, um, you know, more so the concern for him went above everything else. But I woke up this morning, and I have to say, I felt like a new man. I felt baptized by the vomit. And I'll tell you why. I often view myself as a, <laughs> as a complete narcissist and an egomaniac. I worry sometimes in an actual... Uh, terrorist situation if I might fling my child and wife at a terrorist to knock them unconscious. Do you know what I mean? So I can escape. I often worry sometimes. But realizing that he was sick, I found myself at the bottom of the pecking order. Him number one, the sheets <laughs> number two, his pajamas number three, because I made sure I didn't get on him, and then the pillows number four, and me dead last at number five. These were the order of priority. And I felt I honestly felt this morning like wow. I'm I'm some I'm some fucking man. I'm some man putting myself dead last above all those other priorities. Now it does kind of go against me congratulating myself for not being a narcissist to celebrate myself <laughs> for pouring vomit on myself. That's also quite narcissistic. But I, I felt baptized. I feel everything now going forward 
will be, you know, everything before the vomit, I, I'm going to consider it, you know, pre, pre-vomit, PV, you know? So many years PV. This is before I was a changed man. Now everything is AV, right? Oh, but I tell you, I did something there. I, just one day PV when I was still an asshole. I'm not an asshole anymore. Everything's changed. I've been vomited on. I feel baptized a new man. But before that happened, right, before when I was a narcissist, <laughs> Terry actually ter- Terry actually called me a crazy asshole uh, for for doing this, right? I'll explain. I, I'm writing this show, as you know. I'm writing Pony. It's going well. I think it's going to be very funny. And uh, I'm working on a few bits. And I'm still coming up with even new ideas for it. And I found when I was writing my other show, I just need, I just need a change of vibe. Hey, man, I need a change of vibe, right? I need to be in the room where it's happening. I need to be in a room with other people. They're them doing their, their work so I can kind of leech off their attention span. Do you know what I mean? When I'm left to my own devices in my own room, I don't work very efficiently. So Bank of Ireland have these things called a workbench scheme, right? And what you do is go into Bank of Ireland. Um, like Bank of Ireland customers can go in and use one of their desks. They're peppered all over. I think there's a few around Ireland, but there's three or four in Dublin. And you go in there, they give you coffee, they give you a water, you can sit there, use their Wi-Fi, you can even book out uh, meeting rooms to do some work. And I found it highly beneficial right in my previous shows. They weren't operational throughout, throughout COVID, but of course with the restrictions lifted, I thought maybe they're open. So I got onto the old BOI head office, said, yo, what's the crack? Tony Catwell here. Don't know if you know, I got a blue tick on Instagram. What is the crack <laughs> with these workbench schemes? And they said, they're open again. Great news. The restrictions have been lifted. All of the workbenches are open again. I said, great, I'm on the way now. Your man said, great, good for you. I'm happy for you. I'm so proud of you, he said. So what I did was I walked. I'm doing 10K steps a day. So I walked to the furthest one. Well, the one about 10K steps away, but 8K away. Walked all the way there, right? And then I went in, and all the lights were off in the area that you'd normally be sitting at with your hot desk. And I went up to the lady, and I was like, hey, whoa. I said, whoa. I went full Joey Lawrence. I said, Whoa. I said, what is the crack? With, um, what, uh, can I go in? And she said, no. Oh, no. The workbenches are closed, unfortunately. Um, and I said, oh, wh- you know. And she's there hoping that's the <laughs> She's hoping that's the end of it. Of course, as you'd expect, that's closed. I'm the person of authority. You aren't. I've told you it's closed. That's the end. Case is actually closed now. No more questions. Not for me. Because I had my heart set on it. So I said, oh, Why? Like a child, like I'm a child. And she said, oh, uh, just with restrictions. <laughs> and so I said, oh, listen, oh, well, let me be the first one to tell you. It's actually great news. <laughs> the restrictions have been lifted. And she said, and then she said, oh, no, it's just, she paused. We're just we're restrictions. She just said the word restrictions. And I was like, look, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like, yes, and I'm an asshole. Like, I know I'm an asshole. Terry was right to call me a crazy asshole. But I was just, uh, you know, I kind of was planning, I have a day based around it, right? Um, You know, this was PV. This is pre-vomit days, right, when I was a narcissist yesterday. <laughs> and and so um, she just said restrictions. Like, tr- and you know the way sometimes, pe- sometimes when you're me- speaking to people, they can sometimes just treat you like you're an X on their screen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're an X on their browser and they just are trying to drag their mouse over to the X and they're just saying restrictions like just stop talking to me you know what I mean but I was like what I said so I said what restrictions because the restrictions have been lifted 
you know, and I was just, and she said, oh, well, look, I can check with my, check with my manager. So she went to speak to the manager. She came out again and she said, ah, so look, had a word with the manager there. Um, we can't because of restrictions. And I was like, okay. So I said, fine, uh, fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be a complete asshole about this. So I was telling Terry about this <laughs> and I was like, can you believe that? She just, all she kept saying was the word restrictions. And Terry was like, you aren't even <laughs> a Bank of Ireland customer. <laughs> you crazy asshole. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, you know, yes, that's right. And I kind of just even forgot. I was acting entitled for something that I'm actually not even entitled for because I'm an AIB customer. Um, and you just, I have this kind of blindness sometimes. Like I'm a racehorse and I have the little, you know, whatever it's called, the fucking visors up or whatever, you know, the blinkers. And I just see something and the whole, you know, yeah, you're right, I'm not. And then she was like, they have to bring in cleaners. They have to bring in people into the regular schedule. It's one day since the restrictions have been lifted and you just expect to be able to wander right in there. Uh, you're a crazy, crazy asshole. And I said, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. And guess what? You fucking stuck with me forever and this and these asshole ways. Um, but um, I didn't push it. You know what I mean? I didn't push it. She, it's not like she was on the phone, you know. I'm not that brave. <laughs> if it was, she was on the phone, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. If she was on the phone, I would have been so annoying. <laughs> I would have been so annoying. I would have known exactly how to pester. Um, but anyway, look, it's all about changing. It's all about being a new person. That's why I am celebrating Imolk this year. What? Have you been saying Imbolk? The pagan tradition of Imbolk? <laughs> Joke's on you, you clown. It's actually Imolk, and I'm going to be telling you all about it because we have a new bank holiday. And um, it's also St. Bridget's Day, so here come the girls. But before we get on to that, let me tell you a little bit about the sponsor of this week's podcast, and that is the Dubliner Irish Whiskey Man. Oh, my God, they are so sweet, and they are so cool, man. And I don't care if they have skeletons in their wardrobe, man. They are so cool. <laughs> you just have to say that. Um, no, they're a fine brand. They're a fine sponsor of this podcast. And look, they said, don't fall in love with your sponsors. They'll only break your heart. Well, guess what? They're my best friends and they'll never hurt me. No, look, come here to me. They're a great whiskey. And um, I've been really enjoying drinking their whiskey. They send me some whiskey. I've even bought some of their whiskey. <laughs> I've even. No, they do send me quite a bit, which is great. Um, but I have bought it when I've been low. And um, not low as in sad. I never drink when I'm sad. And neither should you. I buy it when I'm when I'm low on the supply of whiskey. Anyway, let me tell you about some of the whiskey they have. They have the Dubliner Green Label. This is their, this is their original Dubliner, right? It's Irish whiskey. But guess what? It's got a hint of a wow, wow west, baby, because they age that shit. And it's not shit. It's good in bourbon casks, baby. That if, you, if your New Year's resolution was picking either Irish whiskey or bourbon, you don't need to decide, baby. Go with Dubliner Green Label. If your New Year's resolution was to go with, say, giving up whiskey or giving up a dessert, tell you what, give up neither. And have some Dubliner honeycomb liqueur. That's the red label, baby. It tastes like drinking a crunchy, a crunchy, a crunchy bar. Honeycomb. It's delicious. Um, and I tell you what's been my personal fave, and what's been a really nice tipple as I've been being a bit more uh, busier. I've been cycling. I've been walking a bit more, and I'm trying to stay hydrated. I'm trying to drink um, three liters of water a day, which is even a low standard. But what's been helping me with that is drinking sparkling water with a bit of Dubliner. Uh, in the evening time, if I'm having a tipple, a big pint of sparkling water. 
and some Dubliner uh, Old Fashioned with a load of lemon and lime. It is absolutely gahalling, man, and I highly recommend. It's, uh, they call it a highball over in Japan, where I was, where I was once. <laughs> I was in Japan once. Um, they're a fine whiskey, they're a fine brand, and they've been big supporters of the Irish comedy scene, I've found, in the last while, and there's actually plenty more to f- follow uh, on that, so do watch this space. So thank you, Dubliner, for sponsoring this pod. Anyway, we're talking about St. Bridget, we're talking about St. Bridget's Day, we're talking about our brand new holiday here on the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. Oh, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff there. Thank you very much, Tony Cantwell, for the theme song there. Anyway, come here to me. Let me chat to you about our brand new holiday. And let me just preface this by saying that this, I am a badass neo-pagan, okay? I raise my family in the neo-pagan way, right? I believe in being a neo-pagan. And I'm very excited about the fact that the, the holy quadrant of pagan holidays is now reflected in bank holidays, or at least will be in 2023. Let me explain. This year, because of COVID and all that shit, we're getting a once-off public holiday that's going to take place on the 18th of March. That's a Friday. But from 2023, that new public holiday, uh, the bank holiday, is going to be falling on the first Monday of February, which is going to be to mark St. Bridget's Day, right? And the beginning of Imolk, which is one of the, um, the pillars of the pagan calendar. All right, you've got Imolk, you've got what's next then? Uh, Bialtana, and then you've got Lunasa, and then you've Samhain, I believe. And Imolk is the one in between the darkest one and the lightest one, right? And it's also been lumped in with Bridget, our, the actual Irish folklore deity, Bridget, the god, and Saint Bridget. And I'm going to talk a bit more about that. But look, I'm excited about it. And I, I um, as I said, would, I don't, I'm not a particularly spiritual person. Um, you know, I practice the odd bit of mindfulness, but I really like the more I read about Irish pagan holidays, the more I just love the reflection of it all. It seems to be the most important things in the world. Death, decay, um, you know, birth, brightness, <laughs> you know, art, passion. All these things are the thematic uh, are the themes of these Irish pagan holidays that have then been co-opted by the Catholic Church. But now you have Imolk, Bielton, Lunasa, and Samhain all represented on our bank holidays. Imolk's February, as I said, then Bielton is May Day around then. Lunas is the August bank holiday, and then Samhain is the November bank holiday. So we kind of have our pagan holidays in our diary now. And it would be a perfect opportunity for you, if you're a, uh, like me, an amateur pagan, um, to get into this sort of stuff. So I like to tell you about some of the traditions as and when these holidays come along because I'm mildly interested in, <laughs> in Irish folklore. As I said previously, I said to my wife, Terry, I am going to become a ma- I'm going to do a master's in Irish folklore. I'm going to do a fucking master's in it. I'm going to be a master of this stuff. And she said, okay, you know, you know I do support all your ed- educational endeavors. Uh, why not just start with reading one book on it? And I was like, ah, <laughs> fucking ah. Getting me down now. You're getting me down big time with that shit. No, masters or nothing. Um, but anyway, let me tell you about this. So, of course, this falls... Um, so, most importantly here, 
This is some phenomenal research from associate producer of the pod, Ben Clifford, who is an actual badass neo-pagan and a cool uh, DM. He's a dungeon master for Homebrew Quest. If you like Dungeons & Dragons, it's becoming more and more popular. It's, it's, already, it's already crossed over into the main, into the fray, into the, into the zeitgeist. And if you want to see people have fun and drink beers and do uh, adventures, check out Homebrew Quest, which is his um, live D&D play along uh, if that's your bag if that's not your bag oh my god steer clear of that i can't <laughs> i can't even ben would be like no please this is not you know if it's not your bag do not even entertain the idea of watching that but um actually hopefully we'll do one uh a dnd session uh, maybe for the patreon going forward because he's a phenomenal uh dungeon master anyway he did the research on this so i'm going to be reading some of his words and then telling you a bit about what i understand from them <laughs> so a lot of this is brand new to me but this is what i love just delegating <laughs> delegating my education on someone else it is a phenomenal privilege <laughs> that i have as a uh, podcasting broadcaster Okay, so Imbolc. So the first thing Ben says, hey, you've been saying Imbolc? Oh, my God. I-M-B-O-L-C? Oh, my God, man. You are not a badass neo-pagan. It's actually how to differentiate the men from the little weedy, well, not even the men, the badass neo-pagans uh, to the kind of the Fairweather fans. Uh, it's actually Imbolc, right? And the etymology is a bit unclear. That's what, what the word means uh, is a little unclear. But a very good chance that it comes from Old Irish. I I mulk, M-B-O-L-C, in the belly. So, for example, if Patrick Stewart was trying to ridicule James Corden Oskelge, you know, the way he famously said, we were sitting at this corner of the room and I could see your belly. I could see your belly. <laughs> he might say, you know, fake me, I mulk, you know. Um, and what does in the belly really mean? It means relating to pregnant livestock like sheep and all that stuff. So, as Ben points out, if you are a September or October baby, your parents were praying to the altar of Bridget, whether they knew it or not. Oh, my God. Let's just say, you can me and you just please pray to the altar of Bridget. What's that mean? I want to have the ride in February. <laughs> um, other origins link it to uh, cleansing. So washing yourself. You know, that you always see that um, in the kind of the themes of kind of newness and rebirth. You know, it's also, it's also a cleansing. Right. So, you know, basically, hey. Hey, look at me, look at me. You've been a dirty pig, mate. You've been a dirty, you've been playing a very dirty game, right? You've been like, Wah! all Christmas. And now it's January. Have a shower, mate, and bow to the feet of the fertile St. Bridget. That's what it's all about right now. It comes down to new beginnings, right? And to, and as Ben points out, it's a much better time, you know? January shy. The older I get, right? Everyone talks about starting new in January. That is so close to when you were fucking Caligula. Do you know what I mean? In December, you're eating everything. You're kissing everybody. You know, you're making sweet, passionate love to ham. You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult time, right? It's a, it's, you're, you're, you're giving in to every urge, right? All the pints, all the gear, right? Not gear as in gear, but you know what I mean? Chocolates and celebrations and all that, right? So it's very hard just to be like, eh, that's the line, binary. I've now changed. Not like I'm a binary person, but you know what I mean? On, off. Now I'm good. Was bad. Now good. We don't work like that. The older I get, the more I realize things ramp up, things taper off. There's no single moment around, you know, things just stop or anything just starts. Everything is gradients, okay? There's always a gradient. And January, in my history and opinion, is still a bit of a dip down. 
Christmas dips down. January follows it into the fucking hole, mate. <laughs> and then Feb is when you kind of pull it out. Because you're like, all right, it's only 28 days. Come on, it's a little month. It's one small month. Can you be good for one month? 28 days, mate. Come on. Right? So that's where you kind of get it out. Um, so I totally agree. I think February is a perfect time. Imulk Traditions is the uh, much better show. Uh, or Imulk Resolutions is a much better show. He says, it marks the beginning of spring, about halfway through the winter solstice and the spring equinox. In the same way, Bjeltena is halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. Lunas is between the summer and the autumn. Samhain is between the autumn and the winter. Uh, and we do love our halfway festivals. That's always, you know, we have a very strong tradition of halfway, you know. That's why I love half birthdays. You know, mine is the 22nd of April. So, 420. Kind of. Um, so I must be celebrating that in the future. Uh, and I also believe that Wednesday should be Sunday. I don't like Sunday. I think it should be Wednesday. It should be Monday, Tuesday, weekend. Um, Friday. No, Thursday, Saturday, weekend. Would you be into that? Comment below. <laughs> anyway. Um, so let me tell you the differences between Bridget and Bridget. Right? So we got two Bridgets. Right? Most countries only have one. Some cases only zero. Right? Uh, we've got two. Um, so you have St. Bridget, who is the patroness. Why can't, why can't it be patron? St. of Ireland. And she's celebrated for her generosity to the poor. Um, and there is a lot of debate as to whether she existed or not. And then you got Bridget, the fucking god may. This is the daughter of the Dagda. Now, the Dagda is like the all-father. He's like our Odin, right? And then you have Thor's dad. Chris Hemsworth's dad. Anthony Hopkins, right? Um, the Dagda is like Anthony Hopkins. Interesting fact. Anthony Hopkins, when he played Odin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, used to um, write on his scripts multiple things you'd write. N-A-R. N-A-R on the top of each uh, couple of pages. Some pages he didn't. Some pages he'd write N-A-R over them. And Taika Waititi asked him, uh, I think it was Taika Waititi or it was Kenneth Branagh, asked him, uh, what are you writing on your script there? What's N-A-R stand for? And he, wrote, he said, what's well? No acting required. <laughs> yeah, you know. I could do better than that. That's not what he sounds like. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No act, no acting required. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Welsh. Anyway, it said no acting required. So, um, Bridget. So, Bridget is like our Thor in that she's the daughter of Odin, in a, sen in a sense, and is a, is a triple goddess. You've Bridget the poet, Bridget the healer, and Bridget the blacksmith, right? And as Ben points out, there is no debate whether she existed. She is as real as the Dubberku, <laughs> the Irish waterhound. Um, now, he he's explained this to me before about the two of the dawn, and it, it's it, basically <laughs> basically there there's multiple gods and they appear multiple times, and I think this comes down to the storytelling of not linking some, and maybe the names changing and then them becoming through Chinese whispers a new god entirely. Do you know what I mean? Like you might have Bridget and then Bridget, and it might be the same one, and then one person accepted that, that was two, but it was three, but he says the best way to think of it is um, that imagine that they're all the same person and the same way we look at Bond, right? That is this the same James Bond that's been all through this or is it, you know, uh, are there been loads of James Bond? Bridget, or just with the title of Bridget, you know what I mean? Loads of Bonds. So Bridget's like that. Same person, multiple people, doesn't really matter. Um, but both of which have been uh, have represented in our culture things like artistic endeavors, poetry, learning, healing, protection, blacksmithing, 
and uh, domestic animals, livestock, and that sort of thing. Uh, now there have other there've been other mentions of them being kind of like figures of kind of uh, fertility and motherhood, but you know Ben Ben thinks that that sounds like some sort of sexist revisionism, you know, being like motherhood, you know, and I mean that's great and all, but it, you're kind of putting you're you're putting shackles on her. Do you know what I mean? You're putting shackles on her. You're kind of giving her some sort of you know. He's got a lot going for her as well, you know, healing and protection and blacksmithing. You know, these are other things that could also fall under motherhood. Motherhood is kind of a, a not to like overly simplify, but you're not just a mother. Anyone could be a mother. Do you know what I mean? Mother isn't a character trait. You know what I mean? Um, Bridget, the goddess, is said to have invented keening. Keening is when you kind of wail and, you know, uh, scream and kind of mourn someone at a wedding, at a, <laughs> a wedding, at a funeral. Imagine at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was actually me at my wedding. I was blubbering like a big child. Uh, Peter McGann as well. He had, a, he had a big, gorgeous little head on him. Oh, you wouldn't mind me saying that. Or maybe he would. He's hard as fuck. No, he's not. Anyway, come here. Um, so uh, she invented keening. Um, and keening is an old Irish tradition that I really don't want people to bring back. Because <laughs> people, you know, you're at, a, you're at a funeral. I keep saying wedding. You're at a funeral. People are kind of, you know, mourning in their own way. They're mourning internally. Maybe they've spent all morning. Maybe they're just literally left... The, you know, the, especially the close family, they literally just, they've been driven from, you know, the night before to the funeral home, to the church. They have to then go to the, you know, to the cemetery or the crematorium and all that stuff. And then go, you know, someone just screaming the whole time. It's like, come on, I'm already sad. You know what I mean? Um, but um, it is an old Irish tradition. In fact, Bob Gallagher, who um, who directed me in the River Rock ad, very talented dude and a phenomenal director. He is matted to his folklore and his mythology. Um, um, well, more folklore. And he was doing this show about kind of um, queer culture represented in trad uh, across the years. And he was telling me about this poem about a kind of trans keener who was just fully, totally accepted, just totally accepted among the community. Um, I think it, the, I can't remember what the line was. There's was like, he joined the women as he, as you know, as before they were there, they're misgendering, but you know what I mean? It just shows that, uh, that this is not some fucking brand new thing. This is as old as time. And, you know, it was actually a role that he was fully adopted and was an integral part of the community in our, on our tradition. You know, this is all, this is pretty fucking devs, Catholic Ireland. Anyway. Um, so, uh, that was Bridget. So that was for her son, Rudon. She invented Keening and he died in the second battle of Mad Tori, Mad Tora. Look, am I losing? Have I lost you here? Have I lost you here? Are you still with me? All right, bear with me. Come on. So what do we know about St. Bridget? We know St. Bridget was, uh, you know, very, she uh, was mad for redistributing her wealth. Um, but her dad's wealth is giving away. Oh my God, giving away everything. I don't Look, you know, if my uncle gave away my PlayStation, Oh my God! I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever take him in to my heart again. Um, you know, if he ever did that to me, um, you know, you just because that's steal, that's stealing. You know, I, you know, I got my own, you know, <laughs> I got my own things. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be mad on that. And her famous story, of course, is when she asked the king of Leinster for enough land her cloak would cover, and then he's like, "You know, here you, go. yeah, what's this going to be a big fucking tea towel? Yeah, what's it going to be a big pillar? Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead." And then it goes. Bloop, 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 bloop kept growing and growing and growing um that's what i tell uh, people that's what i tell my wife uh when it's cold sometimes um 
<laughs> ah, that's a half-assed joke about my penis. Listen, um, I'm going to move on. Uh, and it grew and it grew and it grew. And that's it spread all across acres in Kildare. And that's where she built, um, I think it was a convent, was it? Or was it a... Um, ben hasn't written it here, so I don't know. Was it a convent, Ben? It was something anyway. And uh, that's actually where her cathedral is now. And there's also a perpetual flame. That means constant flame. Uh, that Kildare, um, in Kildare Town, that the Brigadine sisters of Solus Breed uh, keep alight. Um, Got to know more about this Solus Breed, the light of, uh, of of Bridget. If it's just keeping that light, I tell you, I wouldn't tell you. If, 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 that, if that flame went off on my watch, you would never know about it. I would never tell. I would never tell. You would never know. Um, so here's some lesser known stuff that she did. She was sold into slavery to a druid when she was born. Oh my God. A little more like Patrick as well. I tell you, patron saints of Ireland, more like patron slaves of Ireland. We can't move for the slaves who ended up becoming saints. Um, <laughs> and then legends of her holiness uh, include her vomiting. So she was sold into slavery to a druid when she was born. And legends of her holiness include her vomiting when the druid tried to feed her due to his impurity. Maybe that's what happened with me, given the young fellow the pasta bake. <laughs> Maybe I'm so impure and I'm not a narcissist. I'm impure and he's just super holy. Maybe that's the issue. Um, but I tell you, we love a good suffer, don't we? And here we go further. Uh, at the age of 10, she was returned as a household servant to her father. These kids can't catch a break. We, But we love it, though, don't we? Tell me how much you just suffer. Do you want to be a saint? Do you want to be a saint, do you? Um, i trying to think of a celebrity who suffered. Oh, come back to me. Um, and she was returned as a household servant. But then she had the habit uh, of charity... And it led her to donate all of his belongings. It says here to anyone who asked. Uh, can I have that gaff? Yeah. Well, you know who's asking? Who's asking that? Um, can I have that crown, little jewels, and all in it? Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a charitable. I'm a habit of charity. You know what I mean? Um, wonder have I given away a hand to my parents that wasn't mine to give? No. I've given away, I'd, I tell you, me, I, I give away things that have been lent to me. Because let me tell you, as I've said this before in a pod, you're lending something to me. Look at me, look at me. That is gone bye-bye. That's gone. I do not understand lending. I We've borrowed stuff for the young fella um, that I didn't realize we were borrowing. I thought we were just getting stuff. And I was like, if you look, if you're, if you're borrowing me stuff, you may as well just put it in the bin. And then I'll go get it out of the bin. Because that's the same thing that's going to happen to it when I'm done with it. Do you know what I mean? It's going in the bin. No one's getting it after me. Unless I, unless I give it away. Do you know what I mean? But I'm saying you're not getting it back. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> is this any good? Anyway, look, uh, Dove Toch, her dad, was so annoyed with Bridget. Why did you give away my gaff? That he took her in a chariot to the King of Leinster to sell her. How did he get to see the King of Leinster? Hey, yo, yo, yo. My daughter, who I sold as a slave, came back. And she gave away all my stuff. King of Leinster, what should I do? <laughs> I didn't hit up Michal Martin. Michal, let us right? This young fellow, I'm after getting rid of him, right? He came back and he's ever given away all my stuff. What should I? That's the exact same thing I've said again. What should I do? And while Dove Talk was talking to the king, Bridget gave away his bejeweled sword to a beggar to barter it for food to feed his family. Um, Jesus, is non-stop. His bejeweled sword. Oh, I bet he would have loved that. But then again, what are you going to kill him? What's going to kill him with? Do you know what I mean? What are you going to kill him? What are you going to kill me with now? Reminds me of that um, that's that joke, which I thought was the funniest joke I'd ever heard when I was a kid. A rabbit goes into a butcher, and um, and he says, "Have you got any carrots?" And the butcher says, "No, no, there's butchers. 
because he was meats and stuff. No, can you go away? And he's like, all right. And the rabbit leaves. Next day, rabbit comes in. And he says, have you got any carrots? And the butcher says, no, no, no. So you came in here yesterday. No, we don't have any carrots. We have meat and all that sort of stuff. Like ground meat. You got meat hanging up here. Um, We don't have any veg or anything like that. Right. So, oh, ah, right. All right. And the rabbit leaves. Third day he comes in. You got any carrots? Butcher's like, all right, look, mate. I'm trying to be nice here. Just trying to point you in the right direction. We do not sell any of the kind of grocery stuff here, right? It's purely your meat, right? No fruit and veg. So look, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. I'm not going to get annoyed. Just don't be asking me again. Fourth day he comes in. Have you got any carrots? He goes, right, listen. You're pissing me off now. You keep coming in here every single day. You're asking me if you've got carrots. Let me tell you this. If you ask me one more time, if I have any carrots, I'll fucking nail your ears to the wall. So the next day, the rabbit comes in and he says, have you got any nails? He says, no. He says, have you got any carrots? <laughs> ah, that was probably the hardest I've ever laughed. Not just now, but the first time I heard that. My dad told me that joke and I love it. So similarly, he's probably like, if you keep giving away my shit, I'm going to chop you with me bejeweled sword. And she goes, have you got your bejeweled sword? No, I gave away your sword. <laughs> I gave away your stuff, food beggar. Have you got any carrots? She also turned water into beer. Oh, my God. This sounds like my perfect lady, okay? Oh, my God. I got to get three liters of water. I got to get myself one of those big cadet cola bottles, man, and fill it full of water so she can turn it into beer on my own. She's so perfect. She also performed Ireland's first abortion. Yes, here come the girls. Bridget, exercising with the most strength of her ineffable faith, blessed her, causing the fetus to disappear without coming to birth and without pain, it says here. I actually did a Repeal the Eighth video about St. Bridget. I played the King of Leinster. Um, and when the cloak got really big, I was like, ah, shit. Um, so look, that's Bridget... The beautiful woman, oh, Maro, please turn my bath into beer. And she's so perfect. And then you got, um, uh, and then you got the, the of course, the, the goddess Bridget, um, Thor, essentially, our Thor. Um, but then there are some interesting traditions. Now, I'll get into maybe more of the Irish traditions in a second. But Ben has sent me up, sent me essentially what is a white woman's Instagram. Uh, of um, simple things you can do to celebrate Imolk. Oh my God, if you want to celebrate Imolk, like a badass new pigeon. All right, so these are the things that you can do if you're a hot, uh, you don't even have to be hot, if you're kind of a white woman Instagram, uh, uh, live, laugh, love, and a bit of uh, reclaimed wood on the wall kind of um, woman, uh, or man, or envy, this is what you can do. Well, this is what the article says. Imolk is the pagan festival that marks the site of spring around the corner, celebrating light and fertility. It's the start of the agricultural year when the earth warms up. Everything begins to grow and lambs and other livestock are, are born. But it's a lovely moment in the calendar to celebrate your own private way. If you're waiting patiently for winter to be over, to not be able to go out to the garden again, feel the sun on your face a bit more, and look forward to longer days. Imolk marks that moment we say goodbye to the harshest days of winter, and we welcome the light and the warmth to come. And here's some things you can do. Don't know why I did a silly voice. I'm the one, <laughs> I'm the one telling you to celebrate this shit. Anyway, well, here's what you can do. Light a candle, mate. <laughs> light a candle. Light a candle. <laughs> did you fart? Well, you better light a flame because it's a traditional symbol of Imolk, which is the original fire festival, which is our fire festival, it says. 
Get yourself a shit ham and cheese sandwich as well and some little styrofoam container, you know? Offer to fillet the, the head of customs to release the water. Have you seen the Fire Festival documentary? I highly recommend it. Light a candle. Make sure you light that flame. <laughs> it's late in the day, my bit giddy. Spring clean your home. I know it's not spring, but make it clean on your home. Or it says here, perhaps just make one corner of it look shiny and new. See, that's what I do currently. Um, I sweep things out of one corner and into another corner. Terry is always saying, well, you ju- you're always sweeping piles. I'm always sweeping little piles. Little piles. Like little, like little elf just came to swept a little pile of shit into, the, into one part of the floor. I don't get around to the part that actually involves me bending over to sweep it up with our little uh, dustpan. Can I tell you, though, I talked about this on my Instagram recently, the best thing I've ever bought is a silicon sweeping brush, uh, kind of dustpan and brush. Right. For example, the young fella got sick. Uh, then when I was trying to wash the sheets in the sink, uh, there was bit, bits of pasta bake on the floor. I'm sorry being so graphic here. What would you do with, or let, uh, not as a gross example, you spill beans on the ground. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you actually doing? What are you actually supposed to do when you put beans on the ground? What do you act? Kitchen roll? A tea towel? What, how was, what is a sustainable way of cleaning beans, a whole ton of beans, off the ground? Getting two bits of cardboard, cleaning it up together like you work in Super Value, right? What are you actually supposed to do? You get the silicone brush, it's wet and it's dry, and you sweep it up into the one thing and then you rinse it off, baby. Oh my God, it's the best. I love it. Now, here's another thing you can do for Imok. Plant, uh, plan your planting for the coming year. Maybe sow a few early seeds. You can start off with tomatoes or sweet peas indoors. <laughs> yeah, I might do that. I'm not fuck Jesus Christ I don't even remember the fucking shower you telling me I'm gonna have to start making peas no 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 maybe we can start planting a few ideas um like hilarious sketches that's what I'll do (laughs) a few early seeds hey look I know we're not supposed to be doing this until May maybe I can start planning for the Eurovision now you know what I mean uh, for what I'm going to do for it. February 1st is also Bridget's Day the Celtic goddess I've just been talking about that sorry I'm this article from four years ago doesn't know that I've just been doing that um, read a poem to yourself it says so sorry is the Celtic goddess of among other things poetry so read a poem to yourself or write a poem okay four eyes two more than most guys I have a little look take me specs off and give the arm a little suck four eyes I give the arm a little suck sometimes. <laughs> All right, next up. Visit a river or a stream and have a paddle if it's not too cold. Alternatively, take your cleansing ritual home and have a nice long bath. Ah, you should be, uh, you've got to be doing the paddle. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, I will find a little stream. I'm going to be fucking having a little wash in the daughter. All right, what else? Eat something creamy or cheesy like we need an excuse, it says here in parentheses. <laughs> the word imolk, it says here, new etymology coming. <laughs> Some new etymology coming. <laughs> Where it comes from use milk, it says here. So use might enjoy a fondue. Uh, cream with your pudding or a simple milky drink at bedtime. But my doctor says I'm not to have any more fondue. <laughs> my doctor said I'm not to have any more fondue. <laughs> well, look, if you want to be a neo-pagan, do you want to celebrate your tradition, your history or not? Then eat the fucking jar of cheese. If you're not into dairy, it says uh, you can prepare a curry. 
to celebrate the warming of the earth with some fragrant spicy spices. Um, we've got an excellent curry spot down the road. I'll just tell curry, tell Kel curry. Look, this is what happens sometimes. <laughs> I forget my wife's name when I'm hungry. I'm just going to tell curry that we're happy to have a, a curry. <laughs> my uncle has this funniest thing when he's hungry and he wants something. He says he's very mannerly. He says, thank you, daddy, and stuff like that. Um, but if he wants chicken or something like that, and I'm giving him chicken, if I give him chicken, he'll say, thank you, chicken, or thank you, chocolate. <laughs> and he's like, thank you. He's, he's so fixated on what he's eating. So that's just what happened there. I, I like to, I'll tell Curry that we're having a curry later on. It's for Bridget. I know I'm on a diet, but I'm a pagan. Uh, at sunset, put the lights on in every room. Put the lights on in every room in the house to welcome back the sun. I'm welcoming back the sun, Terry. I'm eating my bowl of cheese with my curry and I'm leaving the lights on. <laughs> and I'm going to have a little swim in the fucking Liffey now, if you're not careful. Um, so there are some little tips for you. Light a candle, <laughs> spring clean one corner of your room, uh, plant some seeds early, uh, write a poem, have a little stri- uh, a, a, a paddle, uh, eat something creamy or cheesy. And put every single light on in your room. If you want to be a good pagan. Um, now, some actual Irish traditions here. So, of course, you're familiar with a Bridget's Cross. That's a cross made out of uh, rushes. Uh, I don't know what they are, but I never seem to be able to find any uh, for St. Bridget's Day. Um, the Colchies always know where they are. I don't know where they are. I wouldn't know that. I'm not as, I'm not as, you know, go down the canal, you know. I don't know. Um, but then there's also a breed oak, which is a baby made of rushes. And that's to represent Bridget. So... Folk would hang the baby on their door or girls would parade them around the house. Look at my baby. <laughs> Look at my baby. Um, and lads would sometimes pop on a straw costume and they would also go mumming. Right. And that's when you go to a house and you say this little poem. This is St. Bridget dressed in white. It's a fucking awful looking baby made out of straw. This is St. Bridget all dressed in white. Give her something for the night. She is deaf and she is dumb. Give her money if you have some. <laughs> it's insane looking. Ah, little straw baby. It looks awful. Um, I'm definitely going to do that with my young flip. Isn't she beautiful, son? But isn't she beautiful? Will you comb her hair? Will we comb her hair? Isn't she beautiful? And if you have a wart, you can make your way to Bridget's Wart Stone, which is a, and you can place the affected area in the water, uh, gathered at the top of the stone, and your warts are cured. I know a few fuck, I know a few lads who dump their fucking face in there. Hey, hey, dickhead, why don't you put your face in Bridget's Wart Stone? Stadia, look at you. You look so fucking stupid. <laughs> why don't you put your face in Bridget's Wart Stone? The hack, yeah. Right, Gene Hackman of you. Um, and if you don't have a wart, what you can do is go to a healing well, walk around it clockwise, say in your prayers, dip a bit of fabric in the water, and then tie the fabric to a tree, and you're all healed. This is exactly why. There's some fun traditions in there. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a baby out of leaves, and I'm going to parade them around the gaff. Then I'm going to light a candle and write a poem, and then have a swim in the Liffey. What are you going to do? Tell me. Tell me on social media what you're going to do for this Imolk. But look, I'm delighted we got another bank holiday. I'm delighted the, the quadrant is complete. And I'm looking forward to celebrating this bad attitude, kleptomaniac, 
triple goddess beer making specimen of a woman that is St. Bridget with my little straw baby. What are you going to do? Listen, thank you very much for listening. Thank you again to Mr. Ben Clifford, uh, reviewer to the stars. Me, I'm not a, I'm a star. Um, no, thank you very much, Ben. That was uh, some phenomenal work there. And hopefully you can live your life, not you, Ben, everyone else, in the neo-pagan way. I would like to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of this podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Go to the DLD.com, grab yourself a bottle. Maybe have it for your in-milk dinner <laughs> or something. Um, and thank you very much for listening. If you like this pod, guess what? You can listen to more of it over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tony Cantwell. Um, and... Um, you can get a free pod every single week. And you can also get new um, first dibs on all upcoming gigs uh, that are happening outside of this tour because they've all been announced. But as new gigs are announced, um, you can get first dibs. And look, I'm going on tour. A couple of dates for you here. Get this. On the 25th of February, I'm coming to Westport in the Town Hall. There's still tickets available for that. On the 26th of February, Galway, the Black Box. On the 4th of March, I'm playing in Dolan's in Limerick. On the 23rd, 25th, and 26th of March, I'm performing in Vicker Street. There are still only tickets for the 24th. That is a Thursday in Dublin in Vicker Street. On the 22nd of April, I'm performing in the Spirit Store in Dundalk. On the 24th in the Set Theatre in Kilkenny. And on the 28th in the Whale Theatre in Greystones. And then in May, May the 1st, may the 1st be with you, uh, I will be performing in the Everyman Theatre in Cork. That's a big gig. There's a lot of seats and there is a lot of tickets to go. Um, I mean, it's still selling well, but uh, it's a big venue and I'm nervous about it. But listen, it's going to be a great gig. It's going to be a great tour. It's the Pony Tour. Um, and um, I hope to see you when I'm out and about. All the best. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. It's only